Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we've got a pizza case to litigate on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, let's do it. Uh, we're going to Pizza's Court. Mamma mia. My talk and Team Cobra present. The best pizza night ever. That was the worst pizza I ever had. The Pizza's Court. Pizza, where's pizza? Where pizza's judged. Mmm. In court. Get it? Pizza's Court. Um, do, do I have to say this? Uh, yes. With the Honorable Judge Topner presiding. God, somebody hit the Audible eye roll for me, will you? Oh, jeez. What's on All the right. docket? Uh, thanks for uh, coming to Pizza's Court today. Normally, on this segment, I throw a pizza suggestion like, let's put pepperoni or uh, let's put uh, pineapple on a pizza. And then we weigh in and decide what, whether we think that's a good idea or a bad idea. And that's a bad idea today, for record. As a, a judge here on Pizza's Court, I'm just going to pass judgment. Oh, fun. Then you can just because you don't need the jury. We for don't this need one. the jury today. Like this is this was not a jury trial situation. No. Like okay. this went straight to the judge and you guys <laughs> can be the judge as well, um, because I think we'll all agree this will be a unanimous three zero verdict. <sighs> There's a pizzeria in Texas who thought that a Jeffrey Dahmer inspired pizza was a good idea okay. for Halloween. What? What? No! What, what even is that? What? Okay. What? Now, th- the thing is, here, I'm going to tell you the story, but I there's actually a lesson in here. Or not a lesson, but I think there is a silver lining. Okay. Let us put it that way. To, that we can uh, toss around. So, this pizza in particular at this Texas pizzeria is nothing more than a Halloween decoration at Capital Pizza in Lubbock, Texas. Okay, so they're not trying to feed this to people. No. It is literally a display, and it says, quote, Jeffrey Dahmer special. And it, I like, it's... You guys can no. just do the math, right? No. It's it's supposed to be a hollow. Let me tell you what they say. I'm not going to make excuses for these people. Good. The manager of the restaurant, who, by the way, asked the local news outlet reporting this story not to use his full name. I wonder why. Said the decoration was made by a server who thought it would be fun. He said she was partly inspired by the popular series Monster, the Jeffrey mm. Dahmer story, which debuted on Netflix. It being spooky season and the popularity of the series, one of our waitresses came up with the idea and made the pizza and just put it as a fun prop for Halloween. People okay. registered the fact that perhaps this was not in good taste. And uh, the manager said, how, uh, let's see, there was one last thing. Um, uh, basically, like I said, it's a fun prop, said the manager. I suppose it'll become either famous or infamous. It's only sitting here for a limited time. Then we'll move on to holiday decorations. You guys, 
it's so obvious, right? Three to zero. Can we all agree? A hundred percent. Jeffrey Dahmer pizza. Bad idea. Ah! I mean, the thing that that everybody in this entire conversation was neglecting to recognize is that that's not just a TV show. It's that is a real that real there were real yeah. victims mm. that's a yeah. real story yeah and so like when you quote make fun of or make light of mm-hmm. that i here's the silver lining For i me, have been wondering what that the is the silver lining is i think we're in a different place as a culture yeah. when it comes to stories like this meaning there has been a lot of conversation around the series uh, the Dahmer series on netflix i have not watched it I think you watched. I've a watched about episodes. half of it. I had to take a break. Okay, Holly. I don't know. Did you watch it? No. Okay. There's been a lot of conversation that this show is glorifying, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer and does not take into account. Like, there's a lot of criticism yeah. in conversation. We don't need to relitigate that. I will say, uh, I just don't feel qualified because I haven't watched it. Um, but what I will say is. I find the fact that the media is having a conversation about whether it's appropriate or glorifying of this tragedy to be progress, because I think 10 years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, certainly that people would be using this story as a punchline. Right. You know, um, I just know that the media would. And, you know, like, I don't want to include ourselves in it prematurely, but I just feel like the world was far more comfortable making light of things without taking into account the actual victims involved. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if Jay Leno was doing his show? Exactly. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Exactly. There would be count. And I'm sure there were like pull the tape. I yeah. bet there are plenty of Jeffrey Dahmer, quote, jokes that late night stand up comedians uh, we're using at the time. Absolutely. And I'm just so, I guess, so again, the silver lining I think is the fact that people were horrified by this story. The fact that there are like people who don't think this is a bad idea. That doesn't surprise me because the world. Right. 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 But the fact that people were mortified by it as a general rule yeah. makes me yeah. a little bit, feel a little more positive about right. this experience. A little bit more. I'd feel a lot more positive if we never knew about it because somebody that worked at the restaurant was like, I just don't think that's a good idea. Let's not put that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I would really be like, well, we have, we've made it now. And also, like, somebody thought like, hey, this should go viral. Yeah. Uh, no! What did we just learn last hour? I know. Uh, uh, Thank you. And, and I, you know, I'm here for the conversation. I just think I'm glad that people, meaning the conversation around whether something is controversial or not, like people can decide for themselves what they're comfortable with and not, and that's totally fine and on them, but at least people are having that thought. And I, I welcome it and appreciate it as a person who has, you know, followed uh, and listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. I've had to like think about things myself because, you know, when things have a certain distance from us, think about like the Titanic, right? Yeah. When there's a certain distance from a tragedy, yeah. I think we feel more comfortable sensationalizing or entertainifying something. Yeah. And But I think the fact that we're now more conscious of that that's a thing in and of itself is progress. Absolutely. And I actually think in some way, it's interesting, I, I, was, I was sort of surprised when you said that the person who made this you know, joke pizza to begin with referenced the show, the um, Netflix true series. crime story. Yeah. Netflix. Uh, is that, is it a no, true crime Dahmer. story? Uh, let's see. But it it's, it's one of the, it's a Ryan Murphy um, 
you know, situation. It's called Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer story. story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was surprised because to me, part of what I have gotten from that show, from watching that show, is it puts three dimensions to the story that was really flattened yeah. in, in history for me. And like, we were, we were kids, you know, we were young. Yeah. The focus was on happened. Jeffrey Dahmer. The focus right. was never on the victim. Right. Now, I do think, like you said, there is criticism all around about this, about how it, how it, you know, um, maybe is in some ways like sympathetic, makes Jeffrey Dahmer into a sort of a sympathetic character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's a conversation that is for a different day and maybe not even on our show. But what it did for me, somebody who read headlines about this as a kid or like, took in news stories in the room, but not like, is it put the whole story in three dimensions for me? And I thought maybe that was, would be the case for somebody like that person too, but that's not necessarily how people all digest the same entertainment. I know. Don't you love that when you're like, get excited about something because you feel some way about it and you realize, Oh, not everybody feels that way. Yeah. so, So that was a lesson. The world. When we return Bye. on the Colleen and Bradley show, from yikes to yikes. Oh, what else are we yikesing about? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, God. Oh, you guys. Oh, my God. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this story. We're going to real court with Harvey Weinstein after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we're going back to court on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Actually, uh, it's Harvey Weinstein that's going back to court. Yes, I'm outside the courtroom right now, you guys. Being a legal eagle, I watched a lot of La Law as a kid, and I've got some updates for you. Actually, I have no legal expertise, but I do uh, know how to read. And I read a story uh, in Variety of the opening of... Harvey Weinstein's latest trial, this time in Los Angeles. Now, I know a lot of you are like, wait a minute, wasn't he on trial already? Well, yeah, he's like in jail and stuff. Yeah, in New York, right? Well, now he's uh, on the other side of the country, also in jail and being tried again for other crimes. Because he's so crimey. And you'll remember, I mean, Lester... He's super crimey. He's super crimey and gross and disgusting. And what I will say is... uh, his def- I read this story and I was like, okay, you know, I know he's dealing. There's this trial right now. Um, I'm not particularly interested or excited about this trial. Just go away, right? Right. But then I was reading the opening remarks by his defense attorney. Like, what's the defense for somebody who is so clearly guilty, right, of sexual assault, etc.? Well, his attorney, Mark Weissman, told Worksman rather, told jurors that. Um, well, he told him a bunch of things, and I, I just want to read a couple things okay. to just remind yourself. You're it's 2022, mm-hmm. post Me Too. Mm-hmm. We've been through a lot. We've learned a lot. We've grown. And this exact case is part of what started that growth. And here we find our exactly. And here we find ourselves in a courtroom with the following defense. Mm-hmm. Look at my client, pointing at Harvey Weinstein. He's not Brad Pitt or George Clooney. Do you think these beautiful men had sex with him because he's hot? No, it's because he's powerful. Transactional sex. Sex was a commodity. Rich and powerful men like my client. Transactional sex may have been unpleasant and now embarrassing, uh, but everyone did it. I mean, he did it. They did it. The women, that is. 
Um, he goes on to say, you know, and the women, this is just the sequel to the casting couch of the Me Too trial. They're going to play the part, the women, of the damsels in distress. They have to lie to themselves. They're going to lie to you, to this court. Their hypocrisy will be on full display. Okay, that's bad enough, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, that, they're saying, he's saying like there's this lawsuit is because they're embarrassed that they slept with this ugly guy. Yeah. Like that's, saying, let me just give you the cliff's notes. Like that a woman would say she was raped by someone. Because she was embarrassed that she, that had, she had sex, sex with, with an ugly person man. because he was powerful. Yeah. Now, I know you're having a hard time doing that mental gymnastics, but wait, there's more. The oh, only gosh. other thing that I wanted to add to this conversation before we just talk about, you know, I think where we are right now um, vis-a-vis this trial, his his attorney says of one particular woman who is accusing Harvey Weinstein of rape, quote, she'd be just another bimbo who slept with Harvey Weinstein to get ahead, if but not for this trial. He called the client a bimbo. A bimbo Ooh. on day one. The ju- what? I mean, if ah! I okay, listen, I'm not there, obviously, but you just told me what was said, and if I'm in the jury box, I'm like, well, <laughs> case closed. Let's go. Let's go into deliver. I don't need to know anything more. Yeah. The like, if you're who's on the, that jury, right? The lawyer for like, the defense. I was trying to think of a, like a foul character in pop culture. I can't think of one who could serve on a jury that would be that foul. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you know, because you'd want to say like some crusty, like some crusty old guy who's completely inappropriate and has, you know, terribly uh, unevolved thoughts about the world. Not even mm-hmm. that person could sit in 2022. And listen to that argument and not think, are you kidding me right now? He said, he, the, the attorney goes on to say that the juror should expect to hear a fire hose of false and unprovable allegations from women who agreed to have consensual sexual, consensual sexual interactions with Weinstein, but then years later are just now embarrassed and lying about what really happened. Okay, and all that sounds like is we've been spinning our wheels for the last... Yeah. Umpty foo And then to make the case, like, I mean, yeah, my client is ugly. And the only reason I... I, ah! But, you know, okay, but but I'm not even going to try... I'm not trying to make an excuse. Yeah. If that's the best he can do... Oh! That tells you how bad things look for Harvey Weinstein. That's the, you know, like, you know, I know when when the audience is like, oh, we're going to talk about Harvey Weinstein. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean... Silver lining, yeah, sounds like if that's the best the jury can do to your point, or excuse me, the the defense, defense can, can do, do right, the right, like that. To still going to be what, behind bars when you and I are in the old folks' home. I mean, if honest to God, if I am, if I'm the judge, I'm like, you know what, we're wasting time and resources. Let's just call this thing. Yeah, done. let's just jury, finish this thing. Any up. chance this guy is based on what you just heard. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, our justice system doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. But to your point, yes. I mean, that's it, it's just so obvious. That is. But here and here's now here's what I get upset about. I get upset for the um, the woman who just got called a bimbo, who's oh. already traumatized yeah. and now has been re traumatized publicly. Yeah. 
when I read the bimbo thing, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Oof. Like, and I'm, I'm, you know, I go back and now I'm going back again just to be like, did I read that wrong? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. And I, like, I could say more, but I won't, but it, it's there just, is more. it's just, it's just, it's but so, wait. They, they try more? to do that thing where the attorney tries to do that thing we're in. Because she did something that shows she didn't run from Harvey Weinstein screaming at every opportunity, Mm -hmm. she must be lying. Right. I thought we moved on from our understanding. That's why I just found this whole thing to be like, I can just see the judge like. Yeah. Um, are, am I on candid camera right now? Do you remember? I I don't remember what it was we were talking about recently, but we were. I was talking about like, can the jury react to certain things? Yeah. If I were on that jury, like, um, I, you would not be able to mistake how me. I was absorbing that. Yeah, you would just be like, well, your your jaw would be yes. on the floor like. No, I would be like a Tex Avery cartoon. Right? <laughs> which begs the question: Who's on this jury? Again, that's. <laughs> Who did they find that the defense would, I mean, oh my God. No, I don't have, I am not a person who talks in movie theaters. I'm like not that type of person. But you'd have to. But I I am the type of person who, yeah, who would have to say words with my mouth. Because also Uh, my face doesn't, you've seen my face for 10 years. Daily. Does it ever tell a lie? (laughs) Like, that. Whoa! Yeah, she'd be just another bimbo who slept with Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein to get ahead. No. All right. Well, <sighs> uh, so that should be wrapped up pretty I think, quick. I would say. All right. Good. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots! After this, on my talk, one zero seven one. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call them crazy stupid. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does, you know why? Why? That's what's called crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people do dumb things repeatedly. Over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida, the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. What? Where? Uh, oh my God, it's my story. I was yeah. like, that ain't me. <laughs> yeah. It's me. It's you, Bert. It's me. We're going it's to. It's me. Uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, England. And I want to tell you about a failed rubber. A what? A, a failed, failed rubber? Ru- oh, <laughs> ooh, I'm just saying. We've all been there. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's more dangerous for some than others. Mm. Uh, Martin Travers. Okay, he did something that earned this story crazy stupid idiot status, obviously. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you uh, what he had tried to do. What had happened? That he was trying to rob a post office. Now, mm. over in the UK, post offices are kind of like banks, I get the impression, where they got some money and some things. And uh, he tried to raid a post office, but failed. And it's it's partially why he failed that earned this story crazy, stupid, idiot status. Uh, he had an elaborate scheme, but it fell apart for one simple reason. 
Actually, two reasons, but they're both related. So, like, okay. he tried to rob them. Unsuccessful. Kind of dumb. Because the person who was waiting in line was a cop. No. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more. Okay, so it was thanks. around 4 o'clock, July 6th, last year. He's mm-hmm. carrying a red shoebox, wearing a hoodie and sunglasses. He told the cashier to put the money in the box. But. But. The box had a hole in it. No, the cashier was like, <laughs> had a look on her face like. Uh, I mean, money. I don't. No, no. She. It's not that didn't she. Didn't have arms? No. She didn't have time for it. She didn't know what he was asking. Why? Oh. Because he was speaking a different language? No, but kind of. He was he Squish. Couldn't he couldn't understand. She couldn't understand him. For a dumb reason that he was responsible for. Because he had a something in his mouth? He had a face mask that was... Yes, he wow. had a mask on. Oh. And so she's like, excuse me? And he was like... And she's it like, is, I can't understand. Oh, um, yeah, like he watched the movie Point Break and was like, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're wearing masks of presidents of the USA on their face. But I will wait, do that. There's more. Oh. It was two reasons. So that didn't work. He tried another way. What's okay. another typical way to like rob a bank? You or... write a note. Yeah. And he did. And he had sloppy handwriting and she, she couldn't, couldn't read, read it. Handwriting. Oh my gosh. He put a piece of paper on the counter. She was unable to read it after not being able to understand him. Uh, he had apparently then said, hello, hello, hello. Uh, the woman then was like, oh, I don't know. So she literally, after 20 seconds of standing there looking at him, just turned around and left. Oh my gosh. He then walked a short distance to a bookies in Broad Street where, because of the mask he was wearing, the cashier there had problems in making out what he was saying to her. So you he tried he again. Ditch the max, failed the again. Eventually, uh, they were able to catch up with him using some CCTV footage, and he was later arrested. I will say, though, I will say I'm not a bank robber. However, we've all... I'm not all, a bank robber, but, but I could totally rob No, but I think we all have some experience now with plexiglass and masks, right? Like, oh. that combination makes it very difficult to always understand everything. And I say that as a person who just went through customs twice. <laughs> and if you are a person who is uh, like we are still wearing masks when we are taking transportation like an airplane and spending a lot of time in an airport. You might have been on an airplane recently. It's true. And we were at customs and like you've got a big thick plexiglass and the person on the other side and it's a noisy place and you're trying to yell through a duck ma- mask yeah. and they're like it was restaurants are like lot, that too if a, a restaurant person is wearing a mask or something yeah. and you're like oh especially if there's like background noise yeah because you don't get the visual cues right so i mean what i'm saying yeah. is i get it i'm also saying that bank teller or that uh post office worker who just walked away is real lucky that there wasn't that he didn't have like a weapon or something right like yeah well and you got to believe that most of the time those people aren't really there to shoot anybody uh they're probably there to just intimidate like how many times have they had like quote finger guns right um anyway oh where are we going next
Minnesota. Whoa! Yokel local. Hey. Yokel local. Local yokel. I Yolo. don't... I've heard this story. I heard this story the other day, and I tossed about... Uh, I, I just wasn't sure if I wanted to bring this as a crazy, oh, stupid okay, idiot. Why? I don't know the story. It's a crazy, stupid idiot. Um, it's just... I just know that there are probably people in our listening audience who may have been at this location. Oh, because we're going to a corn maze, tis the Ooh, season. Fun. I love and, corn maze. And uh, like this is the too. Twin Cities Harvest Festival maze. Hi. And you know these corn mazes? They have like a corn pit. It's a maze. It's a maze. It's a maze. No, yeah, maze. yeah, yeah. Like the Seavers corn maze, they got one of them. Yep. And people like to, and it's fun. You like you. You drop your, you're like jump into the pit. It's like a ball pit, but corn. Yeah, balls. Right, and then um. So this guy had been, you know, jumping in the corn pit with all the other kids all over the place. And he got some corn in his boot. And apparently he went to get the corn out of his boot and his gun dislodged. Oh, God, he had a gun? He had a gun. Um, And I read something. Now, I this is not in this particular story, but I read something about that gun. Okay. And that the 38-year-old man from Circle Pines, who was at the maze with his family, he is a licensed gun owner. Okay. So he was carrying legally. All right. Um, however, the gun did not have a safety or a hammer. I don't know what that means. Well, but... it sounds like, I don't know, if some, if a gun doesn't have a safety, that to me sounds kind of unsafe. Yeah, I get right? your point. Because yeah. isn't that mechanism there yeah. for safety? Safety? Well, yeah, obviously, whatever was supposed to work didn't, because I don't think he probably aimed to shoot himself in his boot. No, so he sh- he shot himself uh, because the gun dislodged. Uh, the police are investigating whether the man mishandled the weapon. Okay. He is currently not facing charges. Terrifying. terrifying. Think about all of the families all around yeah. that. Yeah. Oof. Well, yeah, and you wouldn't know what's going on. No. That'd be terrifying. No. Uh, that's my story. Okay, great. Do you want another one? Yes! Okay, let's go to Australia. Okay. Rise of Lights. I want to tell you about Trent Phillip Green, 19, and Brandon John McKeekoy, age 20. Both are facing Mickey multiple... McKeekoy? McKeekoy? Okay. M-I-C-I-C-O-I. Okay. Uh, both men are facing multiple charges, including causing grievous bodily harm, etc., this is because of an alleged attack that took place in Perth at around 9.30 in the a.m. And it was an attack, uh, well, unlike any I've heard of, and it's rather random. Okay, so according to police, a 28-year-old sustained multiple injuries, including a fractured arm. Now, this is intense. Facial injuries, which inc- required surgery to remove his eye. What? That is a terrifying attack, right? Yes. But it's the kind of attack that uh, is really bizarre and random. And I have never heard of anything like this. How did this young man end up getting attacked by these two people? How did he end up getting? What are we? The method of attack? Yeah. So let's say, well, it's the thing that they were attacking this person with. Got it. Okay. It's the implement. So now I'll give you a little bit of context. Oh, did you have an idea? Mm -hmm. What is it? Pool noodles. Pool noodles. No, but no, not anywhere near this, actually. 
So they were launching something uh, from a car. Potatoes. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. In fact, they were. (laughs) I totally thought I was kidding. Well, have you heard of like potato guns? Yeah. So they were shooting potato guns at people on scooters. Literally projectile throwing potatoes from a car at e-scooter riders. Which ultimately left that one person blind in oh one eye. Oh my gosh. Um, apparently, this attack was not planned toward any specific person. They just thought it would be fun to throw potatoes at people or launch them. I'm not sure I if it's know. with an actual potato gun, but, or if they were just like. How old were they? Uh, 19 and 20. No prefrontal cortex. To know better. Yeah, but still not quite. Yeah. Having the full judgment center. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of dumb things, but I never blinded somebody with a potato. I just don't understand what goes into thinking like, you know, what would be fun? Hey, let's go throw potatoes. At people. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Small town stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Have you ever shot a potato gun? Never. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> No. I, yeah, because I lived in a small town and you get bored. Potato. Yeah, I feel like there are other things to do than shoot potatoes at people. Well, you don't shoot them at First people. First of all, okay. Yeah. You just so shoot them like, out. Holly yeah, but into let's the be nature. clear. I can nature. just smell this scenario wherein somebody starts shooting potatoes into a field and then somebody's had one too many Bud Lights. <laughs> See, here's the thing. And then goes, hey, Bob, go out there. Go long. <laughs> ah! If you're in like um, a creative process and somebody says, like, I have an idea. Let's invent this thing called a potato gun. I would be the person who would be like, that sounds interesting, but we could make it better if it was a mashed potato gun and you squirted it. In your mouth. Okay. That like would that. be or fun. Or like it French fried the potatoes as it shot them out of the can. Into your mouth. Into your, yeah. Or on I, a I plate. Because like, I, I think your mouth, that might hurt. I also don't understand wasting potatoes. That's. I know. That's like. That's uh, awful. That's wrong. That's criminal. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback. Why? After this on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 